Hey ladies, it's your favorite dating coach here. Do these titles sound familiar at all? Uh, what to do until love finds you. Secrets of an irresistible woman. What are the three biggest mistakes women make in relationships? <laughs> hey, what's up ladies? So today I'm gonna show you guys 10 ways to make a guy weak for you. So how do you become a high value woman that men will never want to leave? Coming up, a year and a half ago, she said she was fat, broke, and miserable. Now she's happier than ever. How'd she do it? Okay, Delia Knight. Hi, it's season two. Uh, How Carla are you? Nell. Season two, it's happening already. Season two. <laughs> if our listeners had not surmised by now, why don't you tell them what the focus of season two is? Carla, the focus of season two is sex. Oh <laughs> my God, you're so good at sex. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, yes, so everything sex. That's what we're talking about season two. We're just going to be talking about sex just all day, all night, in the morning, morning sex. I love morning sex. Um, yeah. Uh, because nice. we, okay, so we basically did probably the most popular dating and relationship books in season one and then some not mm -hmm. so popular ones but ones we were just drawn to and right. then as we were looking at books for season two we were really more drawn to the sex books. To intercourse. <laughs> because because it's a very big component of relationships. It's a huge component of relationships. It's let's, a, let's a, a huge component it's a huge kimono. It's a huge component <laughs> of non-relationships, apparently, too. <laughs> because oh, just yeah. because it's, you're not in a relationship a doesn't mean everywhere. you don't. Yeah, and just because you're not in a relationship doesn't mean you can't have sex. Unless you're me. <laughs> I digress. <laughs> I digress. So what have you been up to, Delia? It's been a couple of months. We got uh, waylaid because of different life things. Uh, my mm -hmm. computer crashed. You had a fatal illness. What's uh, yes. what's going on? Which I pulled through <laughs> with flying colors. You wouldn't know it by my voice currently, but I was diagnosed with adult asthma as opposed to childhood asthma. <laughs> um, so I have a lot of like really like chic inhalers and I take steroids to calm down my breath ways. And wow. I'm now just getting over a cold, which I lost my voice. So that's why it I sound all sultry. It doesn't get sexier than that. It doesn't get sexier than that. Oh, but besides that, my... working and dating. I've been out there in the world dating. You have been. So tell me what's going on with your dating I have been. Well, world. I logged on to Tinder. Oh, God. Um, this is a debate because we're going to be talking about. This is a debate we're going to be talking about. Um, so my, <laughs> my dating philosophy is just like numbers. Like I'm going to talk to like 13 guys at once, kind of like suss out the pool. I might meet with like three of them. But just to kind of see like where I'm at. So I'm constantly like juggling text messages and stuff. But I will say that I'm doing it a little bit different this time. 
and I'm just dating a person right now. I know. You told me this already because we do talk outside of the podcast. And <laughs> we do. Which is hilarious to me because this whole time you've been the one who's like numbers, numbers, numbers. <laughs> well, right. And also, so we had a debate about Tinder and I said that I don't believe that one can really fall in love on Tinder. Um, that's not the best place to go to find the love of your life. And you asserted that you felt like it was as good a place as any to go to find the love of your life. Which I still assert that. Yeah. Well, and now we're, I think you're just trying to prove sides. a point. Now I think you're just trying. <laughs> so I don't think you... I'm stubbornly dating one person. <laughs> yes. I don't think you care about this guy. I think you're just trying to prove me wrong. <laughs> You'd be like, I love him, and he loves I, me. I fell in love, <laughs> in deep, passionate love. Um, I am stubborn. I will give you that. But <laughs> I'm not, like, date one person be, to prove a point stubborn. <laughs> so, well, um, I am, so. I know. You are. Um, we're both uh, congested, which is also hot. So my whole thing was like, if I want a really good pizza, right? Yeah. I'm not going to go to Domino's. Like, if I just want pizza, I'll go to Domino's. But if I want really okay. good pizza, I'm going to go somewhere fancy. So I see Tinder as like, that's like kind of like Domino's of dating. I can go and meet somebody. I'm not expecting much. But, you know, eh, there's options. There's different toppings. Okay. Different crust variations. Yeah, I mean, I'll be honest, it can be like the Greyhound bus terminal of dating. What? <laughs> There's a lot of homeless, maybe. Some guy pain in the corner. So what was it you about know. this? What's it about this guy, though, that you've decided to be exclusive right now with? What is it? I think that, number one, he intrigues me just as a person. He makes me laugh. We get along pretty well, and he is some. He did say that he wanted a serious relationship, but not. He doesn't want it like Hello? immediately. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> so Siri came on and was like, "Hey, you have a question about a serious relationship?" <laughs> Siri, shut up! God, Siri is so fucking away. nosy. Hey, she, let me tell you where I can I can find that for you. She's Tinder. been trying to get on this podcast since day one. <laughs> we Swear keep turning her down. So I guess it's kind of the willingness to like, he's like, I don't really want to like see any other person. I like, you know, talking to you and hanging out. So I was like, okay, I got two jobs. I <laughs> have other creative pursuits. Dating is like another another job. Yeah. So I'm like, okay, I'll just date one person, see how it works out. Because well, Lord knows, I mean, yeah the the times that I've dated, I'm gonna put that in air quotes. Several people. It's just it's. Uh, I don't like having the same conversation over and over again. Uh, right. That's my main thing. I know that it's first like, date oh, conversation. Let's, let's go over all this stuff once again. Because yeah, I already know everything I'm about to say Where about me. Where are you me. from? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's 
like, can you just hand me like a trifold pamphlet maybe? And I'll just read that over a, you That's know. not a bad idea, The wine actually. list. That is not a bad yeah. idea. We should start a, a, an app. We should start an app where people just have like a Yeah, this is who you're dating. Right. Here's the basics. And then this, this is who you're really dating because, you know, we might exactly. fund some stuff on. Exactly. So. Oh, man. Carla, well, well, have you been see... dating? Well, Delia, uh, mm-hmm. I know. Um, <laughs> but... <laughs> Girl. No, but I haven't been dating. But this is what's been happening because you... No, so you challenged me a couple months ago to, you know, get back out there. And when I say get back out there, I'm doing air quotes for our listeners. <laughs> get back out there. And um, She has the best fingers to do air quotes, by the way. Thank you. Thank you so much. So I had I I had not been out there for a while. So I went back on Bumble because when I was on Bumble before, I met a couple of guys that I actually really liked. And I even dated one of them for a couple months and he was in the military and he went back to Georgia, but he was a nice guy and I just felt like that of the of all of the apps that was the most successful one for me. And for our listeners, what, like, is different about Bumble? I think we're all familiar with Tinder. (laughs) Yeah. Well, I like that. um, So on Bumble, the woman has to initiate the conversation. So when you swipe and you match with somebody, I have to start it up. The guy can't message me first. So uh, as I told you, I decided to take a different approach this time because in the past... (laughs) right sorry I'm just remembering this conversation in the past I would have said like hi Rod I'm Carla (laughs) Uh, what part of town are you in or whatever you know so Uh uh-huh uh this time I thought you know what I'm a zany quirky gal like if people know me they know that I like to say crazy shit and I like to do crazy shit so I decided mm-hmm, to kick mm-hmm. off these first conversations with potential gentlemen callers on Bumble with something kind of zany, kind of quirky. So I said stuff like, I told one guy, I'm like, I have the hiccups and I haven't even been drinking. <laughs> and he said, well, that's weird. And then that started a conversation <laughs> because on Bumble, like you only have 24 hours to respond. So if you match. Oh, Okay. Yeah, you only have 24 hours. So if you match and I say I message the guy, if he doesn't message me back within 24 hours, gone. Your destiny is over. See, this like makes me so anxious. Like people can just sit in limbo and Tinder for like ever. You know what though? I love it. And I'll tell you why. Because you know me, I'm a a, uh, first responder. (laughs) Like I respond (laughs) to people. It's like when I get a message or an email, I'm like, hey, I don't know right now, but I'll let you know. Or I'm like, hey, let me look it up. You know, I'm like on top of it. So when I communicate with people that aren't as speedy Gonzalez about getting back, I have patience with it, but it does frustrate me because I'm like, so if a guy can't get back within 24 hours, I'm like, maybe not the best match for me. So I kind of like that about Bumble. You know, because if the guy does respond, it usually means that they're on top of their shit. They're like paying attention. 
you know, and that they're interested because a lot of times I think you just swipe right to see who you like, who likes you more than to see, you know, um, that was my cat. That <laughs> was just, that a dead body falling out of your closet? He just fell out of the closet. Yes. He was at the top and it was very dangerous. But yeah, so I think. way down. Good. Exactly. So I think in that aspect, I really like Bumble because you, you just have a limited amount of time. And then if they don't respond, then they're either, you know, too slow in getting back or they haven't been on the app in days or they don't, they're not really that interested. So anyway, so I went up to the Bay Area for Thanksgiving. Yay area. And um, my niece hosted a beautiful Thanksgiving meal for my family and I. Once I got there and I got settled and we got to our Airbnb and everything, I pulled out Bumble. I thought to myself, let's see what's let's see what's going on in the what's uh, cracking off here. What's going in on in the North County? <laughs> and I pull up Bumble and it says that I have fifty plus matches, and I'm like. What? Because in San Diego, maybe like when I first logged on, I got a bunch of matches and then it kind of dies out, you know? Mm-hmm. So I start swiping and I'm like, oh, this guy's hot. Swipe, match. It goes, it says boom. And so it's just like boom, 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 <laughs> boom. And I'm like, what the f? <laughs> so I definitely texted you and I was like, Delia. I have got to move this out of This is San my Diego. place. <laughs> I got to get the fuck out of Dodge. So I'm matching, matching, matching. And right, I started right, right. up conversations with a couple of gentlemen. And they're all messaging me back. They're all responding. They're like, oh, you're just in town for a couple of days. Oh, where are you from? You know, talking to me. Um, so I matched with this one guy. He was like 33. He was so cute. And I was like, I can't believe I matched with this guy just because he looked so baby face and young. And so we started chatting and we chatted the whole time I was there. And he kept trying to get me to come meet him. And I'm like, I can. I'm with my family. I cannot meet you. It's a holiday. It's a holiday weekend. I'm just in town for the weekend. So then my last weekend It's the freaking weekend. So my last day there, he's like, well, you have to drive through San Francisco to go home, so you should meet me. I work right by the bridge. You're going to drive right over the bridge. And I was like, well, you make very good points. So solid points. Well, but let me let me back up because I just want to talk about one other situation before, because, you know, I've been in a dry spell. Mm -hmm. So Thanksgiving morning, I wake up and I have a message on Facebook from this rando that I spoke to like probably over a year ago. And for some, I don't know why we just stopped chatting. I, I don't, I still don't know why exactly. He messaged me, I get this message and it says, I still think you're ridiculously beautiful. And I was like, what? So I messaged I him you. back. <laughs> I, know. I know, I'm like, when are we meeting? That's what I said. I said, when are we meeting? <laughs> And he goes, let's do it. And I said, I'm back in San Diego on Monday. So I've been chatting with him ever since. And we're supposed to meet sometime this week. Haven't met yet, but life's busy. But I'm probably going to figure that out this weekend, I'm hoping. So anyway, I'm just like, what is this wealth of riches? And so then... (laughs) (laughs) Oh, this one. 
so then I um I so I'm messaging this this 33 year old guy and I meet up with him and we met at Presidio Park which is a beautiful spot in San Francisco like it's just it's beautiful and he he like drives up and it wasn't like oh let's meet at a coffee shop or let's it was like I'll meet you you know like basically as I was driving through I think he was you know he was being considerate yeah Um, of course yeah so he pulls up he gets out of the car and I'm like oh my god because you know sometimes when you meet up with these people and you're like oh no that is not what that's not what the picture you look like in your photo (laughs) (laughs) he Uh (laughs) was so cute I was dying again I'm like and I just told him, I'm like, you are adorable. And um, the cutest that you are the cutest. I'm 16 again. And you're so cute. So <laughs> we ba- it was pouring down rain, by the way. Oh. So we got in my car. and We just chatted. <laughs> okay, well, that's good. We, ch- we chatted as as uh, as new acquaintances do. We may have we may have made out or something like that. And, and then <laughs> yada, yada, yada. <laughs> and then I was like, you know, cause I had to get on the road, Delia. So I was like, you know, if yeah, you got San places Diego, to go, girl, I got to be somewhere. So I was yeah. like, Hey, if you're ever in San Diego, uh, look me up. And he was like, well, and I've we got can your sit number. in a car again. We can sit in my car there, or I have a home. I said, if you're ever in San Diego, look me up. And uh, he's like, I've got your number. I don't plan on losing it. Um, He's been texting me since, you know, checking in. How's your day? I'm like, don't fall in love with me, man. I'm not not into this Mm. distance thing. Mm -hmm. (laughs) But yeah, so that's. It's just been interesting because I had had a really good dry spell there for a long time. And all of a sudden it was just like, I'm single and I'm ready to mingle. And so I got back on that horse. Who's like willing to break those dry spells? Like a bunch of swinging dicks. (laughs) A whole lot of, a whole lot of swinging dick to just make it rain. So, oh God! Don't you, if that is your only goal is to end a dry spell, plenty, plenty. <laughs> well, all I will say to that is the dry spell is over. <laughs> <laughs> the end. I have willed it so. No, but I'm still, you know, I'm still on Bumble. I'm still matching, matching up with some, some dudes and. Nice. I'm just kind of seeing what's out there. You know, I I do want to date again, but I really do. I want to meet somebody that I can start to kind of look at a longer term thing with because I do want, I don't know, I just, I want somebody in my life who's ready to kind of be with me and be there for me and for me to be there for them. And I want to have holidays together and I want to go on trips with somebody and I want to you know I just want to experience my life with another person yeah um I don't mind being single but I had had a lot of um frustration and shame around 
feeling like I really needed a partner so bad, but I've kind of talked myself out of that and reminded me that that is a human need to want to have, you know, to want to have someone in your life. I don't, for a long time, it was like, you know, cause I identify as a feminist and a tough girl and I, and I could take care of myself and that's all true, but I don't think there's anything wrong with wanting to, you know, to have someone in my life. So. Oh yeah, no, of course not. That's, but I think taking the desperation out of it makes it a little bit more palatable for, for people who. <laughs> well, for everyone involved, like I think, you know, it's just the way that you're vibrating. That was my exactly. tender argument. Yeah. So if you're yeah. happy, you love your life, like somebody's going to want to be a part of it. Right. And just not attaching to an outcome and kind of taking it like as an experience day by day. And as if I said that before, <laughs> <sighs> you've said it, but you've, we've both gone back and forth on how. Oh, to actually, yeah, definitely. How to actually well, it's do difficult that. to not attach. Yeah. To not attach an outcome to something, especially if you really like somebody. Yeah. Exactly. Then, of course, you're going to want the outcome that you want. But yes, because I rarely do really like a lot of guys. <laughs> So when I do like one, I'm like clinching in for dear life because I'm like, I I want you to touch me. I you make me laugh. I I admire you as a person. So I'm like, please, please God, don't please go anywhere. Love me. <laughs> please don't make me look for another one of you. Because it's just rare that I meet anybody that I'm like, really. But I'm kind of just like opening up my horizons and saying like, okay, I don't. And another thing, it's like a lot of the men, this is like a weird thing to say, but a lot of the guys that I've always kind of been attracted to, sometimes I feel like, oh, they're out of my league, you know, like, oh, they're too attractive or they're too this or that. I'm finding that that's not necessarily the case, like. A lot of very attractive men are attracted to all kinds of women and are attracted more to, you know, your personality, really, and, and how you carry yourself and your confidence level. Because if you're confident and you carry yourself well, they don't see that they don't see all the imperfections well, I mean, that you see. Well, that's true. And I think for a long time, too, I just assumed all guys were basically attracted to like you know, supermodel good looks and there really wasn't like any other. But they're like as kind of like weird and varied as the rest of us. Like, oh, I like a woman with like broad shoulders and like, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. you know, thick thighs. And, you know, if she has a man voice, that's great. Gentlemen, my yeah. number is. <laughs> Just kidding. Well, uh <laughs> yeah, like this guy that I met up with, he said, because I said, you're 33, you know, what are you interested in a 45 year old woman? And he said, well, he's like, I like older women um, in general. He goes, it might be a mommy issue. I don't know. He goes, but <laughs> Bless his little heart. <laughs> he's like, but it wasn't really because you were older. He goes, honestly, I just like women who wear glasses he's like and i saw your picture and i just thought you were hot and i was like see it's like those kind of things that i'm like oh okay yeah sure right. all right okay Got let's it. do it
So anyway, we should talk about also too. I will say yes, we will talk about the book. Yeah. But so many younger dudes like older women. So many. They do. They do. I have to admit, I set my Bumble like the age meter thing to 32 and up just to see. Just curious. Nice. Yeah. By and large, I match with younger men way more than I match with men my age or older than me. Like, hands down. And um, when I ask them, it's all about... You know, older women are more confident. Older women don't get as crazy. Older women, you know, and I'm like, oh, okay, <laughs> sure. <laughs> so you think. Yeah, we just conceal it better, honey. But... <laughs> <laughs> We've been at this game longer, peanut. <laughs> We've learned how to hide it from you, little whippersnapper. <laughs> interesting. It's an interesting world out there, and... I'm in it to win it. <laughs> nice. I like it. Yeah. Me Maybe too. this is the season we get booed up. Maybe it is. 2020. I did have a thing about 2020 that I, last year I said, I was going to focus on me. I was going to go into the new year, balls out, all about me. I'm not going to worry about, you know, whether I meet somebody, whether I this, whether that. And I didn't necessarily do that last year. So 2020, the end of that so you're decade. you're rolling the balls out in 2020. I'm balls out in 2020. Balls out in 2020. Yeah, it's a new decade. Yeah. Ain't that some shit. 2020, crazy. girl. Crazy. God. I just remember, you know, 1999 at the CanTap Lounge in Boston. And now... Here we are. It's 2020. I don't know how it happened. <laughs> You've been drunk this whole time. That's what's happened. <laughs> yes. I've been sipping white Russians <laughs> for 20 years. For 20 years. That's right. Ask me how I stay so young. <laughs> white Russians. Mm, and tequila. And don't forget the tequila. Okay. Yeah gotta switch it up please stay tuned listeners we'll be back in a quick second after this short commercial break two techniques one program endless possibilities the meisner checkoff integrated studio is the only acting training program of its kind in san diego led by master teachers lisa berger jeffrey ingman and liz shipman classes are offered in eight-week sessions seminars intensives and weekend workshops For more information, email mcitstudio at gmail.com or visit mcitstudio.weebly.com. Looking for a little more laughter in your life? Or maybe even a little more courage? Finest City Improv is the place to laugh it out. With shows four nights a week, plus comedy classes for all levels. Come join us at Finest City Improv in San Diego. Okay, so tell us, what's the book? We've talked enough about ourselves. We have. have we? It was a nice oh, okay. a nice catch up. Um, yes. So the book, the first book I read now, like <laughs> forever ago, Sex at Dawn, How We Mate, Why We Stray, and What It Means for Modern Relationships. Wow. I just thought it meant yeah. morning sex this whole time. 
this this whole time you thought it was like a 250 page book just on morning sex i wildly underestimated Mm. the author's intention (laughs) (laughs) yeah Um. so the big thing in this book it's very it's authored by christopher ryan and uh dr christopher ryan Dr. Christopher Ryan, and I believe it's Dr. Casita, Casita Jatha. She didn't have a website, so I wasn't able to, but they're actually together. They're a couple. Oh, nice. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it must have been a fun book to write. Okay. Um, so it's very comprehensive and very science-y. Uh-huh. Like, a lot of studies, a lot of like history on the study of primates, essentially. Mm-hmm. So here's here's an interesting thing <laughs> on Tinder. <laughs> you're able to have like nine different photos, right? Right. So one of the photos that is in my profile is the photo that appears on our Instagram with the title of this book and my legs. Right. Um, I got so many dudes who actually like wound up getting the book to read. So oh, I could funny. start a Tinder book club. <laughs> <laughs> you should, girl. We both should. That's not a bad idea. I'm telling you because I was like really interested. So, yeah, I've had a lot of questions about – my stance on monogamy in like the first uh-huh. couple of like exchanges back and forth. Uh-huh. And um I feel like what they kind of went through in the book is kind of why we have to as a society why monogamy was built as like something that's a part of our DNA, which is actually bullshit. <laughs> Mm-hmm. So we're mm-hmm. really not coded. We're a social, sexual animal. We're not coded to be monogamous. Yeah. So I've read that out a lot. of the bag. Yeah. Sorry. Sorry. I mean, if it works for you, awesome. But I think a lot of – there's a lot of stress put into kind of some – relationships and marriages in particular yeah that doesn't need to be there if we had a pretty open conversation about monogamy Mm -hmm. yeah i'm just saying well people don't want to have that conversation because it would like it would knock our entire system on its ass i mean everything's built around coupling yeah yeah Everything in our society is built around you coupling and starting a family. I mean, that's, you know, I think, you know, obviously you don't have to now, but it still comes up. It's still definitely an issue for, um, for men and women. Like, so why haven't you settled down, you know? Oh God. Yeah. I love that question. It's my favorite. Yeah. I don't you haven't been married? Anymore. Why haven't you been married? Yeah. I don't. I get. I do get. Have you ever been married? No. Hmm. Oh, okay. Um. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. It's like at this point, like we at least should have 
a failed marriage, I guess, to like yeah. note that we we're out there. We've tried. Right. It didn't work, right. but or some kids, you know, just to prove something. <laughs> just to prove we definitely you're doing it. Everything works down there. Um, just 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 hasn't like, happened yeah. for me. Okay, so <laughs> what is this? What does this so, say about monogamy? What's what's the issue with monogamy? Why is it a problem? The issue is we just we're kind of a pack animal in the we're most closely related to the bonobo, right? And like after studying, they go into great detail about studying different groups of bonobos. And they're one of the other species that enjoys sex just to have sex. Right. They enjoy getting off. And um, they have numerous partners in the pack. Okay. So, but it's more of like a, a deepening of a connection as opposed to furthering the so it just kind of like you know get your pack of bonobos together <laughs> <laughs> what do the bonobos do about birth control do they have some sort of <laughs> i mean do they realize that all of this copulating is uh, what the result is yeah i guess they they're not worried about it <laughs> also here's something fun Genital rubbing between female bonobos appears to affirm female bonding. Wow. So, so they're just a all new in the out. for girls' night. <laughs> <laughs> girls' night. <laughs> oh, God. Hey, ladies, come over. We're going to trip all night. Can't wait. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to feel so close after this. You guys, I really just a little want... genital to genital rubbing, just a little <laughs> G to G. I just wanted to, you guys to bond with me tonight. Can you please take off your pants? <laughs> Maybe for ugly. I've night. heard that. I've heard it a thousand times. <laughs> well, good for those bonobos. You know what? Yes. They don't. What do they? They don't got to deal with any kind of repercussions. No, I mean they're out there living their life. So nobody's like that in, bonobo in the wild and in captivity. Say what? Bonobo slut. <laughs> both <laughs> in the wild and in captivity. It's the oh. same practice. Okay. Okay. So. Well, great for them. I know. So right? um and and okay, so they're the only like species of like ape that mates for pleasure, right? That has sex for pleasure. Yes. Okay. okay. Everyone else seems hell-bent on actually procreating when they go ahead and <laughs> genital rub. <laughs> well, they're not going to procreate much if they're just genital rubbing. <laughs> Why wasn't I a sex ed teacher? I think I missed I, my calling. I don't know, girl. Believe me. I don't know. Clearly. It's not too late. Clearly. It's, no, it's true. I mean, still, sky's the limit. You still have time. So here's something fun, which I always find, like, basically in the late 1800s, I guess uh -huh. the Victorian time, which mm -hmm. was not a kind time to women. So women weren't allowed to have a libido. 
Dr. William (laughs) Acton published his famous thoughts on the matter in 1875, assuring his readers the best mothers, wives, and managers of households know little or nothing of sexual indulgences. As a general rule, a modest woman seldom desires any sexual gratification for herself. She submits to her husband, but only to please him. Wow. (laughs) I know, it's like, damn. Just like totally shafted. Well, that flies in the face of all that is holy. And so kind of seen like as a culture where we're where we were just a short time ago, really, like a little over a hundred years ago, mm-hmm. that women were just thought of as like, here, you can be sexual, but only as it pertains to submitting to your husband and right. only to please him. Like, I, I got to get mine. <laughs> yeah, totally. <laughs> that it just, it baffles me. And that's still, you know, pervasive. Yeah. Well, no, there's still many cultures where women are not allowed to express themselves sexually. I mean, that's what female genital mutilation is based on, is that they do not want women to experience sexual pleasure. Um, And that's why they remove their clitoris, because that's how most of us experience sexual pleasure. Um, So that's a huge threat, that if women know that they can experience pleasure in sex too, they're not going to want to commit either. Well, and with different partners. Like, and I still think there's enough of a social stigma out there of women who sleep with multiple partners or, you know, aren't just having sex inside of a committed relationship that we're constantly like, beating this drum of this is my right to do with my own body in the year 20 almost 20 (laughs) so right if i want to experience pleasure if i want to experience sexual sexual freedom i should be able to do that without judgment but that's that's just not the case no so i'm gonna feel free to do it with judgment (laughs) yeah exactly (laughs) judge away You know, one of the things my mom said to me in the last few years of her life, I asked her, I said, what, you know, what do you wish you would have done differently? Mm -hmm. (laughs) And one of the things she said, she said, (laughs) she said, I wish I would have slept with every man that wanted to sleep (laughs) with me that I was attracted to. (laughs) We're doing it for you, girl. (laughs) She was straight up like, I wish I would have experienced more of my sexuality. I wish that I would have explored it more because I think, you know, she felt like she had to get married and have children and start yeah. a family. And my mom was kind of a wild, what what do you say? Like she, she wasn't somebody who was going to be contained and, yeah. but she played, she played the part and she did that. And I think if she had had more time to explore those things and explore her sexuality, explore what she liked, she may have found a partner that really cared for her and loved her the way that she deserved to be and the way she wanted to be. But instead, I think she just was in a situation of like, well, this is what I'm supposed to do. This man is interested. I'm interested. So, 
you know? I mean, well, I it's think it's all that, supposed to be experienced within the boundary of marriage. Right. You know, and that was a generation ago for yeah. a, a lot of us. Like that was our mothers or grandmothers. Right. Yeah. And having that experience of having like multiple partners, I think, gives women a different perspective. And I think a lot of men know how hard it is for them to stay monogamous. God forbid women should figure that out. <laughs> uh, you know? <laughs> yeah. Why that's, uh, oh, you mean there's somebody out there that will treat me better or will do this better or will make me happy this way or will do this thing that this other person won't do or, you know, whatever. Like, yes. And that goes both ways. It does. You know? Yeah. So. A hundred percent. Because let's face it, like, I think in, in relationships, when you don't have like a healthy sex life, I think it bleeds into everything. It, if you could have like shitty finances, you could be, I mean, you could even have like an abusive relationship, but if that sex is good, you're staying, you know, if you've yeah, got that sadly, passionate in some spark, cases. Yeah. And I'm not saying that's healthy, but I'm saying like sex is a draw, like good, passionate sex that really fulfills you. It's, it's a draw. It's, yeah, because it, if you're orgasming a lot, as it turns out, you're in a better mood. <laughs> so, yes, well. <laughs> as it turns out. I can vouch for that. <laughs> <laughs> Me too, girl. Me okay. too. I'm uh, just okay, a better else? human on the planet. I see something that says the March of the Penguins, and I'm very curious about that. March of the Penguins. So they go into this whole thing. Because March of the Penguins, I didn't realize, I kind of hopped on that train late. Not that I don't love Morgan Freeman and his velvety voice. <laughs> but, like, whole church groups would, like, rent out movie theaters, I guess. This is what they were talking about. The Penguins aren't exactly monogamous. <laughs> so, like, the movie and I haven't seen it in like years now but it painted the penguins as like these life maters and they're together yeah. for the kid yeah that's no, what I thought that they were like mate for life nope oh, while great. the while the kids are incubating and then <laughs> done wow they're back so, out on the prowl so penguins are dirty so I guess boars. they're like monogamous while that egg is still Okay, so I'm sorry. So penguins then do oh, not mate also for life. Too, That's not all only, Not only are they not monogamous, but penguin prostitution is a thing. Females okay. give what it is... up to receive prime nest building materials. You're shitting me. So not only are they not mating for life, but the ladies are like, hey, do you got the best twigs? Get on over here. <laughs> How do they have that conversation? Like, what are they... <laughs> <laughs> They with their little like flap, they like they're like, come on over here. I like the God, look of so that. They're just like, shit. I need some more twigs. I guess I'll. Larry guess I'll has some twigs over there. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna go hit up Larry. Larry. <laughs> Larry. I don't know what sound penguins make, but I just that was my sex penguin sound. <laughs> Did you just make? You made like a duck quacking sound. No. I did not. I went whack, whack, which qu I didn't say quack, quack. I said whack, whack. Oh, so 
That's a penguin mating. Sound. So like a clown horn. <laughs> exactly. That's right. I it. Yeah. So, and then chapter 17 is titled, Sometimes a Penis is Just a Penis. Okay. Tell me more. 10 to 500 thrusts per romantic interlude. That's all I wrote. (laughs) 10 to 500? 10 to 500 thrusts per romantic interlude. Yeah, I have no idea. So that's, maybe that's our (laughs) teaser. Be able to pick up the book. You guys, chapter 17, a penis is just a penis. Well, I think I kind of, I think I kind of am catching on to what you're saying. So there's a range. Some guys you get 10. Some guys you get 500. 100, yeah. If only they were wearing those t-shirts on the first date. A, maybe like a 250 girl I think I think oh okay I think 10 uh, where'd wildly. you go wildly what, what happened <laughs> wildly not appropriate <laughs> but I Gentlemen. think 500 I'm tired I'm ready to oh girl I, I gotta I'm just getting started <laughs> <laughs> I'm just getting warmed up god I don't know uh, next time I'm with somebody I'm gonna make them count <laughs> you're like never find the counter clock in the corner right doing a little bit of an experiment oh that metronome don't mind that don't mind that's that. just for me <laughs> <laughs> and then i pick it up and i look at them and go hmm, mm, hmm mm-hmm, okay mm-hmm. and then you have to scribble something in a notebook <laughs> oh my god that's so horrible so what else about the book stood out to you? Anything? It was very conversational. And I think uh-huh. most of the books, at least like in the past season as well, if I'm reading nonfiction, mm-hmm. conversational helps me kind of like. And they're very funny. Mm-hmm. And at the end of the day, like sex is kind of a funny like topic. So they didn't take it too seriously, even though there's a lot of science and data to back it up. Okay. All of their findings. So did they kind of write the book to challenge <coughs> monogamy? I mean, is that why they wrote it, you think, to challenge our ideas of monogamy? I think so. And I think they want, you know, because I feel like we live in a society that we're willing to throw scientific data behind something to make it real. Mm-hmm. And, you know, there's a huge growing up Catholic, there's a huge push to like marry you off and like mm-hmm. that, like you become, that's the whole centering of like a family and is a marriage and a huge part of marriage is monogamy. So yeah, it's being pushed societally. And I just think they're kind <clears throat> of doing a little bit like, hey, wait a minute, that's actually not, here's the science behind this social movement. I don't know. I think it's almost like out there to, you know, normalize it. Like if it's not something that you're into. Yeah. I don't know if I could do, I don't know personally if I could be in a polyamorous relationship, but I've seen it work for people. Yeah. So. 
Well, I mean, I think you just have to decide what you want because I think what if people could separate sex from love, which I think is mm -hmm. a big part of this, because I think who you sleep with is not necessarily who you love. And <laughs> I'm sorry. I just have these like people. flashes of like people I've slept with. Go ahead. And you're like, I and it was hilarious. Love that person. <laughs> Definitely did not. And I loved them all. When you put the pressure of having to be in love with somebody that you're sleeping with, you might be doing yourself a disservice because you are not, first of all, it's unrealistic to think that you might not sleep with somebody in the first few meetings. And there's mm -hmm. no way you can fall in love with somebody, uh, you know, typically. I, I do believe that there is such a thing as love at first sight. And I do believe people are drawn to each other. But typically, loving someone takes months, weeks, years. It's not, you know. Forever. It, it, yeah, it's a separate process from, from sex. And so yeah. I just think that anything that challenges that idea is something we should think about more. Because yeah. I, I really do think that there are two separate things. And it's hard for me to wrap my head around being in a polyamorous situation. Because I really do just want one partner. But I can more and more see that it's not realistic for me to expect someone else to want that. And am I denying myself a loving relationship because of my expectations of someone else? I mean, I don't know. And I, I don't yeah. think that if, if a guy says, well, I cannot be... Um, monogamous with you that doesn't necessarily mean that they don't care about you or love you yeah it just means they know they're not going to be I mean I think if more men were honest about that we'd have yeah. a lot less cheating you know because that's why a lot of people yeah. cheat because they can't just come out and say like I I can't I cannot be monogamous I know like my mom one of my mom's husbands cheated on her and when she asked him why, he said, well, it has nothing to do with you. And of it course. was so funny because, <laughs> you know, she was like, and at the time I was so angry. She's like, but then I realized like, well, maybe it didn't. Yeah. So I don't know. It's interesting. Uh, I know I'm reading some stuff about the book. And so it says that Dan Savage, who's a sex columnist, wrote that Sex at Dawn is the single most important book about human sexuality since Alfred Kinsey unleashed sexual behavior in the human male on the American public in 1948. So that's a pretty good, pretty good, that's reco. A pretty good recommendation. Yeah. Because Dan Savage, I don't know if everybody knows who that is, but he's an incredible sex columnist. And for him to say that's probably a pretty big deal. And I know we started out our first season with kind of like the history of dating and the origins of dating. So mm -hmm. another reason why we wanted to tackle this book on our first, you know, first episode out in season two dealing with sex and yes. stuff, because this kind of deals with the oranges of, or, the oranges of sex, <laughs> all the different colors of orange. <laughs> Carla's because forthcoming book, the oranges of sex. <laughs> Because Available book, now for download on Kindle. <laughs> because this book deals with the origins of sex. 
I like oranges better, I'll be honest. <laughs> Give me oranges of sex any day of the week. Oh, man, it's been a while. It's been a while to get back <laughs> at it, man. Yeah, here um, we are. I wish I had a are. full voice, but, you know, hey. I know, girl. Something I like to do is look up the Amazon reviews. Oh, see what right. some of these you do like to do them. I do like to do it and see what the list, what freak, what the people are. are saying. Yeah. What are the people saying? Let's see. They have almost a thousand ratings. Sixty-nine percent, five stars. Okay. Okay. This little pervert Michael M said, um... <laughs> "Girl, <laughs> girl, you just talked me? about the oranges of sex." <laughs> I'm not done talking about the oranges of sex yet either. <laughs> a very interesting read. I wasn't sure what to expect after hearing about this book on the radio, but something told me I would enjoy it, and I definitely did. The first two-thirds of the book focused primarily on history, past studies, and how people felt about sex and mating. The last third pulled all this information together and compared it to how we feel today, in our recent past, and how we may feel about it in the future. In my opinion, the author never pushed his own agenda or feelings about how one should feel about sex, but instead presented different interpretations and views to help the reader do their own thinking. Once I finished the book, I didn't feel like I was just told what to think, but simply had a lot more to think about. Um, Does this guy want to be a guest on the podcast? <laughs> I don't know. I'm going to reach out to this little pervert, Michael. <laughs> I just decided he's a pervert because he read this book. You little he might, slut. Come he might be a, he might be a priest. Maybe. Who knows? Now I'm going to read. Somebody who didn't like it. Yeah. This one by Andy. I won't say his last name. He says, I feel dumber for reading this. He gave it one star. <laughs> a lot of questionable science. FYI, he spelled a lot wrong. Uh, seemed to have an underlying <laughs> political agenda. Which oh is what? doesn't say he just said it seems to have one um ginger says nope felt like the authors were being sarcastic throughout the book and telling me i am a monkey <laughs> we can just screw who we want and that cheating and non-monogamous relationships should be the norm if you're a swinger you'll love it if you're a student being forced to read this good luck damn ginger <laughs> ginger is pissed you know what it's funny to me because people do get really like emotional about monogamy versus non-monogamy and it's like i'm sorry are you my vagina or are you my pe like why do people care <laughs> can i just pay you to say that like that's the only thing you can say for a whole day <laughs> are, are you, my, you vagina? my vagina i'm just i'm curious like why people get so impassioned about it when it you don't you do not have to go be polyamorous you you can be monogamous all day long. Nobody's saying you have to. But other people... But here's the thing. Like, it's like any rule, right? Like, because these... This is what builds our social institutions. And if there's, like, a crack in that foundation where people think, oh, there's another way to operate. Like, I don't have to be this particular... It just, like, rocks their world. Right. I mean, if you're brought up and if you're brought like, up believing that only men can sleep around behind their wives' back. Then... 
then this is going to shake you to the core. <laughs> <laughs> the book that shook me to the core. <laughs> yeah. I guess that's just what bothers me. It's like anytime there's any kind of view about sex that's outside of what we all have agreed is mm. normal, air quotes, I'll do, then it's wrong. Well, yeah, and even that you can't even discuss really in like mixed company. It's like this weird like, you know, we're all doing it, but then we have to like just be so like, oh, God, I can't really talk about how, you know, I want to ejaculate, but I can't because I'll get shit messy or whatever. Right. I don't know. Yeah. Right. I don't know. It's just like if we had an honest conversation about more things and that you just exposed it to the light, trust me, in the age of the internet, you're going to find somebody who likes that same thing. Right. That's the thing. It's like you're going to – you don't have to do it this way, but there are options. And you can find somebody who wants to do it the way you want to do it. But yeah. are you selling yeah. yourself short by buying into all these rules? That's, you know, that's all I'm kind of – that's what I've been pondering lately. Yeah. Because I know more and more people and that are in like, open relationships. Yeah. And asking, and, like, what good these rules are doing for you. Yeah. I mean, that's the thing. If they prop you up and they make you feel empowered and they, you know, they enable you to live your best life, that's an awesome rule. Follow that rule. Right. But if it, like, comes from a place of shame and secrecy and, like, that's not a good fucking rule. It's not working. <laughs> Please buy my forthcoming book, Fucking Rules. <laughs> <laughs> One thing that we have to start doing um, that I think we haven't done in the past, we need to be more clear about the fact that we are not licensed therapists. Oh, and yeah, no. Yeah, yeah. And we are not in any way qualified <laughs> to... No. Yeah. <laughs> the only thing I'm licensed to do is drive in the state of Nevada. That's it. Yeah. In fact, someone that I had dated briefly made it a point to point that out. That, that we're not therapists? No, that I have not shown any evidence that I'm capable of having a relationship or landing a man. So my life's goal now <laughs> Just, you know, like how you Let try to prove guess. something to me about Tinder. Like finding love on Tinder. Go ahead, call her. <laughs> yes. Uh, go, do go ahead, call her. No, but, um, but I do think we should say, like, we're not, we're not licensed therapists and we're not qualified to give advice. We are merely giving our opinions and putting out information about other people that give advice. Yes. And I, we'll be doing that on every show just to cover our ass because nowadays there's people out there that, you know, it's it's kind of like if I read this book and I decide I'm not going to be monogamous ever again. And then if that doesn't work out for me and I blame the author. It's like, <laughs> so anyway, not really put, a thing. Put that out there. Yeah. No, Great. we're just Any curious other... humans. That's it. We're just curious ladies. We just want to learn more about this stuff. And I think we are. And 
learn more about ourselves. We're just going to plan think... a girls' night full of genital rubbing. That's it. <laughs> no license required. What is that evite going to look like? <laughs> just Girl, put some bonobos. It's like a Georgia O'Keeffe painting. That's what it's going to look like. <laughs> With some bonobos. <laughs> It's like Georgia O'Keeffe. Some bonobos on a Georgia O'Keeffe painting. Right. I'm going to make this gif. Just, I'm off. You're well, I've given you such material, and I'm only like at 85% today. (laughs) That's right. Any other closing thoughts on this book, Delia, for our listeners? No closing thoughts on this book, but I'm very excited for this season. So I am too, Carla, what's what's our next next book that's up? The next book is going to be a book that I actually enjoy because it was like reading a comic book, which was nice. It's very easy. Had a lot of like Carla just loves the pictures. Yeah, I had a lot of like <laughs> subsections and stuff. So it's called Men, Love and Sex, a complete user's guide for women by David Zinjenko. Zinjenko. Jen we'll definitely Jenko. learn how to pronounce his name for the next episode. Yes. I'm going to call him. <laughs> Dave, what's up? How do I say your Dave. name? Uh, so, yeah. So, I'm excited to share that book because uh, it's it's fun and it's easy to read. And I think it's got some good advice. And I'll have to say, like, generally, overall, I'm finding myself agreeing a lot more with the material in the sex books. <laughs> Than I did in the dating books. <laughs> in the relationship <laughs> I don't know what that says about me as a person, but I'm just uh, saying. Maybe we'll get to the bottom of that. Maybe we will. Maybe we will. Okay. So, Delia. Um, yes, Carla. Any challenges between this week and our next, in our next book? I mean, I'm going to try to have gone on a date between now and the next recording. Of course, we're going to have to record our Christmas spectacular. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> what should we do for our Christmas spectacular? I don't know. Review sex toys on Amazon. Oh. Examine Santa porn. <laughs> <laughs> nope. I love the idea of Santa porn. So let's let's think more about that. But anyway, okay. let's wrap up the episode. I'll have there's to delete. There's also like a weird, there's a weird fetish hotel in Japan that's all like Santa stuff. Oh my god! Okay, we have to look that up. I'll ask my we'll uncle up, about it because he was the we'll one look telling up me Christmas about it. sex fetishes. <laughs> I'm just a fingertip away from. <laughs> So, Delia, do you have any challenges for me for between now and our next episode, which will be our, our next, Christmas Spectacular? Our Christmas Spectacular? Yes. Um. Yeah, go out on a date, girl. Okay. All right. Get out there. My goal between date. now and the next time we record, which is next week, is that I will go out on a date. Come Perfect. hell or high water. <laughs> <laughs> I love it getting it girl all right well with no further ado that's it thanks everybody for coming back and listening thank you guys for sticking in there with us for the last few months we appreciate it for adult asthma and everything 
Yes. <laughs> Adult onset asthma. We're excited to share this season with you. Uh, check out Instagram for all of our upcoming uh, novels and check us out on Spotify, iTunes, Google Play, or on our website, which is too long for me to say here, but you can click on it in the link. <laughs> Hopefully next time we record, I'll have my full voice. I look forward yes. to that. Yes. Yes. And I will not be congested. That's, those are, that is my challenge for you. Hashtag life goals. <laughs> yes. Lots of lemon and honey water. All right, Delia, thank you so much. It's been real, girl. It's been real. Thank you, Carlisle. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Landerman Podcast is a subsidiary of nothing and is produced in association with no one other than Carlinelle and Delia Knight.